Got me accepted a cup of falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition. Who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God. Or that is worshipped so that he as God setteth in the temple of God. Showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you I told you these things. And now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall the wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all didn't say anything about starting another church or swapping churches, it said that they all might be damned. Who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Father, we pray today that you would move in a special way. God, your word is always anointed, but we need your anointing. And we pray that you would move in a special way and give us the right thing and the right answer. I pray, Lord, that we you'd help us to shut all error and claim every promise and bless this congregation, bless my brethren and my sisters of the Lord. We give you praise and honor in Jesus' name. You may be seated. I appreciate our leadership. I appreciate Brother Urson and all of our brethren that have filled this pulpit. I have certainly uh, filled up with the Word of God, and I have did so ever since 1933. God has been good to me, and He has been wonderful. I do not have any complaining or any grumbling to do. I'm your servant at this time, and you can do with me what you want to do. <laughs> But I would feel better if I had some brush over my head and I wasn't so high up if I was down closer to the floor. I'll turn it up in a few minutes. <laughs> Amen. Now you folks, uh, uh, this voice of mine has, I have never been a well man. Now God may completely heal you, but he just patches me up. <laughs> and I want to thank him for the patch I have cared I can never remember being a well man never I used to ride rope and ride bronks and I plowed a lot of mules broke a lot of mules but I have never been a well man. I've been thrown, been kicked, been bent. But God has been good to me ever since I've got the Holy Ghost. 
I appreciate him. Now, many things I could tell you in the way of experiences, but I'm going to get right into my Bible here and preach to you just like I preach in your church. I'm going to preach to you just like I preach in your church. And I have been with you a long time, brethren. And I'm going to continue with you. And I want to get out of here when you get out of here. And if you could, if you could get me out of here sooner than I think, I'll be pleased. I'll certainly be pleased. But I may tell you just now, old man will dream dreams, and I had a dream the other night. The first night of this conference, I want to, it's kind of a sobering thing, but I want to relate it to you why it keeps bearing on my mind. Uh, I dreamed that Elder Chambers and I were walking side by side, and we were wading mud, uh, just sloshy mud, and we were hunting a dry place. We were trying to go to a higher place, a dry place to pray. And all at once, I, the Lord picked us out of this mud. And as he raised me up, I, I saw this conference. I saw this whole group of people filled. And they were all in this mud. And every one of you were trying to find a dry place to pray. And I hope that that stays with us, that we can always try to find a dry place to pray. I love you today. Now I want you to notice, in the reading of this scripture, something that my brother has never brought out in any prophecy conference. I've been in the other one, and I was in it from the first to the last. And I'll be in this one, the good Lord will, till it's over. And, but I want to bring out a point that you have not elaborated on. It's not that you don't know it. It's just that you haven't did it. <laughs> now, I'm not smart. I don't know how to write books. And I hardly can sign my own name. But I do know the Bible. I know the Lord. And God, when he gave me the Holy Ghost, I was a farmer. And Sister Baldwin and I had our 50th wedding anniversary the 27th of September last year. And our family is all in the church. My three boys and one daughter and their families. And uh, we feel like that God has helped us raise our children for the Lord. They have never brought shame on us. They have never did anything that we are regretful of. And I appreciate the stand that God has gave me and what he has done for us in our home. Now, notice the third verse of our reading in 2 Thessalonians 2. Let no man deceive you by any means, and I'm not going to try this. For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. Now, brethren and saints, there is going to be a falling away. Now, I don't know whether this has anything to do with the time 
of this latter rain that we're supposed to be having across the country. But there is going to be a falling away. Now you don't have to say, man, God called me to preach. I don't need your amens to preach. But if you want to feel good, just say amen once in a while. But there's going to be a fall away first and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. The man of sin will not be revealed till this falling away. Now I, I feel that this falling away is going to be not only individually, but churches and uh, both uh, both uh, literally and the, even to the nations and kingdoms of this world. I can show you in the scriptures where some kingdoms will fall away. But the fourth verse said, Who opposed and exalted himself above all that is called God. So that he as God said unto the temple of God. How did he get in this temple? And why did he get in this temple? Now I have never heard anyone preach this. Now, and how did he get in this temple? And when did he get in this temple? There's got to be a temple before he can get in it. All right. It said showing himself that he is God. I feel that Israel, or you may say the Jews that expected him, are going to accept a false Messiah. But I do not believe he's coming in as revealed Antichrist when they accept him. I feel that he's coming in with Daniel 11 peaceably. Huh? Daniel 11, 24. He that entereth peaceably even upon the fattest places of the providence, he shall do that which his fathers have not done. What is this fellow going to do? Now this wasn't Epilethes because this is the last days. Now it said he's going to do what his fathers have not done or his father's fathers. No king has ever done what this fellow's going to do. What's he going to do? It said here, he shall scatter among them the prey and spoil and riches. Yea, and he shall forecast his devices against the stronghold even for a time. But how is he going to get this kingdom? Look at verse 21. And in his estate shall stand up a vile person. They don't know that but he is to whom they shall not give the honor of the kingdom but he shall come in peaceably but he shall come in peaceably and obtain the kingdom by flatteries I feel definitely that the beginning of the 70th week of Daniel is when this man of sin comes in and receives this kingdom by flattery. And how is he going to become the false Messiah? It's because that through the wars that are going to take place, instead of him receiving the spoils, he's going to give them to them. 
You say you're speculating. That's what the scripture said. He's going to give it to them. And they're going to accept him. And the scripture says in the book of Revelation 13th chapter that he will that he will work wonders. And he'll probably minister some gifts with the false prophet. Huh? I think he'll try to imitate the church as close as he can. Praise the Lord. Now, now if he's going to come in peaceably and receive it with flattery, what's he going to do when he gets in there? Now, I'm going to agree with my brother. He will not be revealed as a man of sin or the Antichrist until he who now let us will it until he be taken out of the way. And then that wicked will be revealed. I'll agree with you. But I want you to see the point that the man of sin is going to receive the kingdom by flattery and by giving Israel the spoils instead of taking it for himself they will accept him through the false prophet brother and sister working miracles as their false messiah and set him in their temple I can't see that that he's going to obtain this temple and set in this temple coming in raging and taking the heads off of the Jews I do not believe they will worship a man like that Come on. I feel that that he's coming in peaceably and with flattery and working signs and wonders and giving the spoils to the Jew, they'll set him in the temple. And when they do, then the tribulation of the seventh week of Daniel will begin. Then that's when he makes a covenant with them. They'll accept him because of what he's going to offer them. Just like welfare. <laughs> you get what you you get what you ask for. Part of it. Now, now then, if this man of sin is going to accept this by flattery and comes in, he begins to work and undermine now these, this is logical preaching and I want you to notice here that he's going to undermine he's a vile person he is a man of sin now I want you to notice just using a character for an illustration here Judas Judas the Bible said is a devil you say, well, Brother Bachman, now, he, he was chosen, yes. But he was chosen to carry out his part. And I want you to notice, now, then, uh, he already said he's a devil. But when Satan entered into him, what that make him? He was already a devil, but when Satan entered into him, what that make him? That made him wrathful. Now, now, elders, that's right. And, and just use it for an illustration. Well, he went to his own place. The Bible said it was his. He was hanged, took his own life. Written. But the man of sin, brother, 
the only way that's going to control this thing is to come in peaceably. And according to Revelation, the sixth chapter, and the first two verses, he's uh, riding a white horse. Now, I know I'm going to get this, but that's all right. He's riding a white horse. He's coming forth to conquer. He's got a bowl. Now, you say, Brother Bobbitt, now he didn't have no errors. Well, let's wait just a minute. Let's see if he had any errors. Let's see. I want to turn and read Isaiah 40, 41. Now, I'm going to give you chapter and verse for what I bring. You bank on that. Isaiah 41 and 2. Let's read this. Who raises up the righteous man from the east, calleth him to his foot, giving the nations before him, and make him rule over kings. He gave them as the dust to the sword, and has driven stubble to his bowl. How could a man take a bowl and whip things down to make a stubble out of it? When you're speaking of a bowl, it comes with errors. What's the use of having a bull without any errors? It's like buying a wagon without a tongue. Be worthless. I can't feature the Antichrist are coming with a bull without any errors. Hello. Isaiah 13 and 18. Isaiah 13 and 18 says this, Their bowls also shall dash the young men to pieces. You mean you can take a, a, a bowl and whip a young man to pieces with it? Is that what it's a meaning? Thank you. And they shall have no pity on the fruit of the womb. Their eyes shall not spare children. There's a difference between the white horse rider of Revelation 6 and the white horse rider of Revelation 19. The one in the 6th chapter was given crowns, but the one in the 19th chapter came with crowns. Now, now we're going to leave that. I got more scripture if you would like to take them down and read them. Jeremiah 50 and 42, Psalms 78 and 9, Isaiah 66 and 19 on the bowl to show you that they had battles and used bowls. And they win the war with bowls. <laughs> but brother, I believe they had arrows with them. Glory. All right. Now then we're going to, to go somewhere else. I want you to notice in, uh, in Luke, Luke's gospel, the 21st chapter, beginning at the 21st, and when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh, then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of it depart out, and let not them that are in the countries enter there too. For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. But woe unto them that are with child, 
and to them that give suck in those days. For there shall be great distress in the land and wrath upon this people. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations and Jerusalem shall be taught down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. This is the last sign. Make a note of that. Because Jerusalem, this was not fulfilled completely in AD 70 by the Roman general Titus. But I want to bring to you now the work of this Antichrist and who is he going to, and the work of God and who he's going to do it with. Now it said that there shall be signs of the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing for fear for looking after those things that are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when is he coming in a cloud with power and great glory? Now you keep this in mind. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. And he spake to them in parables, Behold a fig tree and all the trees. When they now shoot forth, you see and know of your own selves that summer is now nigh at hand. So likewise ye, when ye see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. Verily I said, You this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Now notice, and take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with serpents and with darkness and cares of this life and so that day come upon you unawares for as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth as a snare shall it come there's going to be some troublesome times when it comes as a snare it said watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things escape what things now we're going to take you and show you what you're going to escape. That shall, all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. I do not feel this morning that there ever was intended for God to have more than one resurrection for the righteous. Now, the brothers are preaching a rapture. You can't put your finger on one scripture. You have to divide the scriptures to preach it before the tribulation period. You've got to divide the scriptures. Now, I want to show you what the Bible's teaching about the one resurrection. You say, well, there's already been a resurrection. Yes, there has. That question was asked me. The saints rose when Christ rose. But they knew them when they went up in the streets of the city. They had probably just died. And they was resurrected. And I'm going to say they was resurrected without immortality or incorruptible. 
Lazarus was resurrected, but he went back to the grave, I suppose. That's where these saints probably all went. If not, they're still living. <laughs> now, if they're living, they're not living where he is. Now, I want to show you what I base this on. I told you I was going to give you chapter and verse. Now, you look at 1 Timothy 6 and 15. <laughs> Let's read the 14th verse. That thou keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which in his times he shall shew, who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who only hath immortality. Now, brethren and saints of God, if I know anything about English at all, who only hath immortality. Then there never was a resurrection taking place with immortality, but he. Praise the Lord. Now you notice the scriptures here. It said he only hath immortality. Now I want to bring something else to light. Dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto. And no man can approach unto. Now we received a, a wonderful lesson yesterday from Brother Reeves. I really enjoyed Brother Reeves' message. No man can approach unto. Whom no man has seen. You have never seen him and never will until he comes back. You say, oh, Brother Bobman, uh, you, you're saying a mouthful. Yes, I'll give you chapter and verse. To whom be honored power everlasting. Turn with me to the book of Revelation. Revelation, as you say, in the fourth chapter is the open door, and that's when the church leaves. Well, let's turn plop over to the 22nd chapter of the book of Revelation. You say, it's got to go in order. The churches, the fourth chapter, the fifth chapter, the sixth chapter, the seal, seventh chapter, conversion of 144,000, and on. But let's see. Plop over in the book of Revelation in the 22nd chapter, and he said the 17th verse, and the Spirit and the bride say come and let him that heareth say come and let him that is a thirst come and whosoever will let him take the water of life freely why not preach that before you preach the church out of here that's exactly where it takes place revelation is back and forth notice the 19th chapter you, you, it says here in the 19th chapter, 7th verse, Let us be glad and rejoice. Give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. I thought this was back over in the 4th chapter. Now, brother, you see what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to show you that in the order of the book, you've got to take the scriptures instead of the setting of the chapter. Praise the Lord. I want you to notice also, 
I want you to notice also in Revelation we're going back now and read the fifth chapter now the 20 and 4 elders is mentioned uh, several times in the book of Revelation and some places it just says elders but it's referred to the 20 and 4 elders now I don't know who these are I cannot it would be speculation on my part to tell you who I thought they were so I'll leave it as it is but I want to read to you the fifth verse of Revelation 5 and one of the elders saith unto me weep not behold the lion of the tribe of Judah the root of David hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof now I don't know how much time between each seal to even to the fact of when they start but here is the prevailing to open it where did this take place at now friend it, the prevailing took place in the garden of Gethsemane because he, he spoke this scripture in Zechariah 13 and 1 that there be a fountain open up the house of King David for all sin and uncleanness huh you say well brother Vaughan that's not deal with that oh yes it is where did this prevailing begin notice in St. John St. John and I want to read a couple of scriptures here to you the 34th verse of John 19 but one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side and forthwith came there out blood and water now notice the 37th verse and again another scripture saith they shall look on him whom they perished now he was already crucified here but they're still going to look upon whom they have perished therefore the travailing in the garden of Gethsemane brother was for the authority was given to the sonship all power was given to him and the book of life was given to him and on the back side of the book of life was the seals given and the wrath of God now then to show you a little farther that this 8th verse of Revelation 5 and when he had taken the book the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb having every one of them harps they all had harps and golden vials full of odors which are the prayers of the saints now the last altar service that will ever take place will be in glory and it will be for the offering up of the prayers of saints as on the altar of incense. The 8th chapter of the book of Revelation and the first four verses. Now notice here it says in the ninth verse of Revelation 5 and they sung a new song said thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof for thou wast slain thou wast slain where back when the travailing took place in the garden of Gethsemane he would have actually gained his life in the garden if it had not been promised in the Bible for him to go to the cross he prevailed in the garden of Gethsemane for all of the sin and uncleanness for Israel and for the Gentiles 
There is no difference in the plan of salvation for a Jew than there is for a Gentile. If Jesus Christ is that perfect one, the law made nothing perfect, but bring it into a better hope did. Brother, and the better hope is our Jesus and his, the crucifixion, brother, brought salvation to all humanity. And it says in Revelation here, and the ninth verse, if they sung a new song, say, Thou art ready to take the book and to open the seals there, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood. Now, he has redeemed us by his blood. And that's the only reason you're a saint today is through the blood of Christ. And if it took Acts 2.38 to cleanse us, it'll take Acts 2.38 to cleanse a Jew. Because Peter's message, brother, was given to Israel. Thank you. It said here, For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of everywhere, kindred, out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. That took in more than Jews. You can say what you want to. The seventh week could have been to Israel, which it was, but Brother Revelations brought it out to the Gentiles and Jews and every kindred of the Son. There is neither Jew nor Gentile when it comes to the plan of salvation. Thank God. That's right. It says that I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels. Now these are many angels around the throne and the beasts and the four elders and the elders. And the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. That does not say that's the four and twenty elders, it's thousands, thousands, thousands. But I'm gonna show you where this bunch of people is and the angels. Now then, you turn to me to the seventh chapter of the book of Revelation. Beginning at the first verse. Oh, if I had a drink of water from Jacob's well. You want some water? These false teeth are really getting dry. <laughs> are you humble enough to raise your hand that you have plates? <laughs> Bless your hearts. Saints of God and brethren, I, I enjoy this, this message. I enjoy the Word of God. I'm going to stay with the book. I love you and I love my brethren. And I'm not smart. No, never. God help me. I want you to notice the seventh chapter of the book of Revelation. And after these things I saw four angels stand on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any tree. 
I saw another angel ascending from the east heaven that seal of the living God. He cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. Now, hold back the, the tribulation. Hold back, dear Lord, till this thing is finished. Thank you, Elder. That's worth a quarter. <laughs> now he said here, and I heard the number of them which were sealed. There were sealed 140 and 4,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel. Brother, sister, I cannot see where that sealing is any different from your sealing. Now notice the ninth verse now. After this, after what? After the sealing of the 144,000, it says, after this I beheld and lo, a great multitude which no man could number, Where's it coming from? The fifth chapter of the book of Revelation. Thousands, thousands, thousands. Where's it coming from? Of all nations, kindred, and tongue. Now don't tell me that's just Jews. And tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb clothed with white robes and palms in their hands, praising the Lord. It said, and they cried with a loud voice, said, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb, and all the angels stood round about the throne, and about, and about the elders, and the four beasts, and fell before the throne on their faces, and worshipped God. Saying, Amen, blessings, and glory, and wisdom, and thanksgiving, and honor, power, and might, be unto our God forever and ever, Amen. And one of the elders, I kind of believe this is one of the 20 and four elders. Huh? Come on. I don't know whether it was Jude, Simeon, or who, but elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? Now they're all before the throne. It said, And whence came they? Where'd they come from? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. He said unto me, These ascended before the great tribulations. What? And he said to me, These are they which came out of great tribulations. That's the reason I said that I'm not a mid-tribulation. And I'll show you why I'm not a mid-tribulation. I believe that God was speaking when he who now letteth will let till he be taken out of the way. You do preach that's the church. I heard you do it. But the Bible didn't say it was. That's the Holy Ghost. He is the Holy Ghost. Nowhere does it say he, the church is, but he is the Holy Ghost. And when the Holy Ghost is taken out, the saving grace and saving power is complete here. Now notice, I'm going to back that up with another scripture to show you here. 
Revelation 17, Revelation 17 and 17, for God hath put it in their hearts to fulfill his will. His will and to agree and give their kingdom unto the beast until the words of God shall be fulfilled. God has did this thing according to his will. If he put it in the beast and the king's hearts to do his will, then brother, he helped this back and let the Holy Ghost be lifted from this world. And when the Holy Ghost is lifted from this world, there isn't anything else left but chaos. Praise the Lord. Now, this group of people that could not be numbered could be, could be referred back to Revelation 5 and 11. Brother, where it said this, angels, elders, beasts, and thousands, thousands, thousands. That wasn't numbered either. But where'd they come from? Out of every kindred, the same place he's come from. Same reading. Out of every kindred, nation, and tongue. Come on now. All right, all right. All right. Now let's turn to the 14th chapter of the book of Revelation. Now listen. Listen, I don't mind you laughing, but don't laugh all the time. 14th chapter, and I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on Mount Zion, and with him 140 and 4,000. This is the, the ones that were sealed in the 7th chapter of the book of Revelation. And here they are, standing on the Mount Zion. Now, it says, having his father's name written in their foreheads. Now, not only were they sealed, but they had the father's name written there. Come on. And I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters. This is speaking to the 15th verse of Revelation 17 as of peoples, waters as peoples, as a voice of many, many peoples, and as the voice of the great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. The same group in Revelation 5 is the same group as playing harps in Revelation 14. And they sung as it were a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and elders. Showing you that there were a group there singing it was not the, the 20 and four elders. Come on. So let's don't preach the 24 elders as a bride. It said that no man could learn that song but the 140 and 4,000 which were redeemed from the earth. But they could sing it with them. They can learn it. Now, the, now these are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. Now they didn't swap churches or take anything else for truth, but just truth. These are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men, being the second fruits. You would have to say second fruits if you believe there's a rapture before this. Hello. Being the first fruits. First fruits. Now I can take you to the book of Romans, the 8th chapter, and show you that we with the Spirit are the first fruits. 
not only the Gentile, but the Jew. Ever. Every nationality that's got the Holy Ghost baptized believers in Jesus' name, brother, are first roots. Now the Bible says the first resurrection. What do you suppose he said first resurrection? To gather up the first roots. Amen. If you want to know where that scripture's at, Romans 8, 8, I believe it's 23, is it not? Romans 8, 23. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption, to wit, the redemption of our body. We're waiting for that adoption to wait for the redemption, waiting for the for the resurrection, waiting for the taking away, the catching away. Now, go back with me to the 14th chapter. And it says here, and in their mouth was found no God, for they are without fault before the throne of God. Now I want to show you who is singing now the 144,000 and the redeemed that came out of great tribulations and the fifth chapter of revelation the group is, is the same group praise the Lord well he said if you suffer with me you reign with me I can never believe that you could live it up, have everything you want in this world, and then cry, Lord Jesus, come take me out of here. You could buy a Cadillac every year if you want to, as far as I'm concerned, but brother, I do not believe that God's going to rapture a church out of finance and plush. And I think you're going to wade through some mud before you get out of here. No, no, I'm not going to whip Sister Bachman, but that 17th chapter revelation is going to whip us to pieces. No, I don't mistreat my wife, but somebody else may do it. There's a lot of rapists in this country. Notice the 15th chapter of the book of Revelation now. We're going right on with it. I want you to notice carefully here the first verse and the second verse. And I saw another sign in the heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues. Now seven angels held the seven last plagues. The first woes and the fifth, happened at the fifth seal, sixth seal, second woe. And here is the last seal the third woe, which is the wrath of God. It said here, having the seven last plagues for him, them has filled up the wrath of God. I saw as it were a seal glass mingled with fire, and them that had gotten the victory oh, over the beast, and over his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, stand on the seal glass, having the harps of God, the same group that was a singer with the hearts of God before the throne. Here they are on the seal glass singing the songs. Who joined in with them? 
144,000. They sing the song of Moses. Who? 144,000. We had nothing to do with Moses. It said the servant of God and the song of the Lamb. That's where I come in. <laughs> but we're all together. Yes, sir. Yeah, we are. The 144,000 is there. Join it in, singing. They represented the Ozenical set up, and here we are, the Lamb, but they were all washed through the blood. All right? It said, and they sang the song of Moses the Lamb. The song of the Lamb said, Great and marvelous are thy works. Lord God Almighty, just and true are thy ways. Thou King of saints, who shall not fear thee, O Lord? Glorify thy name. Who's going to glorify his name? It said, For thou art only holy, for all nations shall come and worship before thee, for thy judgments are made manifest. The judgments and the wrath of God does not come upon the resurrected, the first resurrected people. Wrath does not come on them. It is not poured out until we get out of here. Now then, go with me. I want you to notice. Go with me to Revelation 19. Beginning at the 11th verse. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. He that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. You know, I just thought of something that came to me. Uh, you know, he spoke yesterday about Noah escaping the tribulation. No, he escaped the wrath of God. Brother, don't tell me. And Lot escaped the wrath of God. Come on. When he got gone, it immediately came. Come on. Let's don't, let's don't put it away ahead and say he come out of it before the tribulation. Brother, he didn't do it. He went through the tribulation of building that ark, but he escaped the wrath that came. <laughs> Notice here, here's a white horse rider coming true and righteous and does judge and make war. Now this white horse rider is going to make war. What's he going to make war against? Well, back to the 17th chapter and the 17th, wait a minute now, the 17th chapter and the 14th verse. It said, these shall make war with the Lamb. And the Lamb shall overcome them, for he is Lord of lords and King of kings. They that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. We are they. Out of every kindred, nation, and tongue, we are they. It said in his eyes was a flame of fire, on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no man knew but himself. Well, I thought I knew it. But the Bible said, no man knows it but himself. I'm going to show you right now, side, just a little side interest here, why the Trinity don't know it. If you're Trinity here this, this day, I hope you can see this. I pray that you will. I'm not mean. 
17th verse of the 2nd chapter, book of Revelation says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saving he that receiveth it. That's the reason that you don't see it, don't know it, because you won't receive it. When you receive it, you'll begin to see it. Is that right? Right. You don't see this until you get it. Old Thomas, he was somewhat of a trinity. He said, Lord, he said, you show us who the Father is and I'll be satisfied. Uh, suffice us. He said, I've been with you a long time. And you know who I am? If you see me, you see the Father. Well, I can't see that, Lord. That's what Trinity would tell you. I can't see that. John 12, 45, he that seeth me, Jesus said, seeth him that sent me. Huh? Oh, yes. He's he. Someone asked a question yesterday about what kind of body the Lord would have. Have the same kind of body he went away with. And when the kingdom's delivered up unto the Father, that's when the sonship ceases. Not the body. Same body. All right. We're going on. Now then here, it says here in the... Uh, the 13th verse of Revelation 19 and he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood his name is called the word of God sure we know that and the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses clothed in linen white and clean who were these armies now where did he get them he had the first resurrection had to have to take place in order to get this army because when he vacates heaven to come back to this earth to set up his kingdom and, and slay the wicked, brother and sister, everything in heaven will come down. All angels with him. Now I want to show you that these armies that's upon white horses are the saints. Zechariah, Zechariah 14 and 5 uh, speaks that. Uh, it's very plain. To let you know that he's coming back to light upon his foot will stand upon the Mount of Olives and cleave the east to west, north, south, great valley, reach from down to Azel, which is possibly down close to the Mediterranean Sea, the Great Sea. And uh, here in the fifth verse it said, And ye shall flee to the valley of the mountains, for the valley of the mountains shall reach unto Azel. Yea, ye shall flee like as ye fled from before the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. And the Lord my God shall come and all the saints with thee. Now what's he coming back for? He's coming back. Now notice this. In the 15th verse of Revelation 19. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword. And with it 
he shall smite the nations and he shall rule them with a rod of iron and he treadeth the wine press of the fierce of the wrath of the almighty God he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written king of kings and lord of lords notice down here and I saw an angel standing in the sun and he cried with a loud voice saying to all the fowls and pride of Mr. heaven come and get yourself together under the supper of the great God that you may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and of them that sat on them and the flesh of all men no not just Israel not just Jews all men the northern armies why the, you take the kings of the east opened up the great river Euphrates the 6th chapter 16th chapter dried up the way the kings of the east came forth amen and also the ninth chapter of the book of Revelation it says the same thing in the 14th verse saying that the 6th angel which the same angel of the 16th chapter and the 12th verse saying that the 6th angel which had the trumpet loosed the 4 angels which are bound the great river Euphrates and the 4 angels were loosed which are prepared for an hour and a day and a month a year for to slay the third part of men and the number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000 thousand which is 200 million and I heard the number of them and that's that's just the kings of the East Asiatic country now I want to go back here and show you that that this army that when Jesus comes he's coming back he did not come this away when he took this when the first resurrection took place come on now he came back as a thief of the night and the graves were open. Now notice first Corinthians. You'll have to separate this. I don't know what your brother's going to do with it. In first Thessalonians 4. Uh, it said that we which are alive would not prevent them which are asleep. But we would all rise to meet the Lord there. Now you've got to separate that rapture from the first resurrection. You say, well, that is the rapture of the church. Yes, it is. It's the first resurrection. It's not one of them, it is the first. For our first fruits. Blood work saints. Alright. Now back here, it said in the book of Zechariah, and the first verse, Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee, for I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle. Here's the battle of Armageddon. And the city shall be taken, and the houses rifled, and the women ravished, and half of the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue, or the rest of the people, shall not be cut off from the city. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations, as when he fought in the day of battle. He's coming forth, as he did years ago, to fight. But he's coming back with you and I. And the Bible said that he would speak and he would speak the word. And when he spoke the word in Zechariah, here you'll find this in the 12th verse, that the flesh would consume off of their bone and their eyes and the hold of their head and their tongue and their mouth while they stand up on their feet. Now what he said? Joel prophesied this in Joel 3 and 9, beginning there, that the weak nations of prayer and war in the valley of Jehoshaphat, multitudes and multitudes, he commanded all the heathens to come to the valley. This is that valley. This is where he's going to plead with them. This is when he's coming back. And to fulfill the rest of this scripture, 
it says in Matthew, I must close. But he said in Matthew 20, uh, 24 and 29, Immediately after tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. Now, if you'll notice real close that this is connecting with, with Revelation, Revelation, the 14th chapter. Now, let me give you a scripture that uh, that'll go with this. Revelation 14 and 13th verse. It said, And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, write, blessed are the dead which died the Lord from henceforth, each saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works will to follow them. Now notice the 14th verse here. And I looked, and behold, a white cloud. And upon the, on the cloud, one set like of the Son of Man, having on his head a crown, a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, Thrust in thy sickle, and reap, for the time is come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. This is the only scripture in the New Testament I can find where it said to reap. And this is, the, this is that reaping. Now what is the next one? It said, and another angel came out. Now this is when the Son of Man comes back with his armies. He said, and another angel came out of the temple which is in heaven. He also having a sharp sickle. And another angel came out from the altar which had power over fire and cried with a loud voice. Cried to him that had the sharp sickle saying thrust in thy sharp sickle and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth for her grapes are fully ripe and the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and cast it into the great wine press of the wrath of God and the wine press was trodden without the city that's multitudes multitudes in the valley decision he said in the great wine press, even unto the horses' bridles by the space of a thousand six hundred furlongs, which could reach down close to the Mediterranean Sea. Now, what's going to happen there? The treading of the wine press, even to the horses' bridles. Notice the 34th chapter of the book of Isaiah. 34th chapter of the book of Isaiah begins the first verse. Come now ye nations to hear and hearken ye people let the earth hear and all that is therein the world and all things that come forth of it. For the indignation of the Lord is upon all nations Jew and Gentile bond and free and his fury upon all their armies he hath utterly destroyed them. Where? At his coming at his coming he said and hath delivered them to the slaughter their slain also shall be cast out and their stink shall come up out of their carcasses and the mountains shall be melted with their blood and that's possibly the fulfilling of blood to the horses bridles well may the Lord bless you I did what I could bless you few minutes. Are there any questions you'd like to ask Brother Buffman? Question number one. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. What's your name? 
I'm Brother McCall, Tony McCall from Blyville, Arkansas. Blyville, Arkansas. All right, sir. I'd like to, uh, first I'd like to say I enjoyed this uh, message. It was very informative. I really, really enjoyed it. And I'd like to say that I'm young in the ministry and I'm not what you might call uh, real up to snuff on everything there is to, to know. <laughs> but uh, up, up to what? <laughs> I give it up. to uh, have him clarify something for me that he said, if I understood him correctly. Uh, you did mention the fact that uh, the Holy Spirit would uh, leave this place so that the Antichrist power could come into power, right? And uh, my question is, uh, you also stated that the church would still be here during that time, right? Am I correct on that? Okay. My <clears throat> question is then, what are we, the saints of God, going to have in our vessel? Are we going to be walking around an empty vessel? Or, uh, what's going to be our power? From whence is going to be our defense? Are we going to be in a place to where uh, uh, the hell can prevail against us? Or are we going to be a church that the gates of hell cannot prevail against us? I have already... I have made that clear that uh, we know not when this church is going to leave this place but Second uh, Thessalonians 2 and 7 uh, he who now let will let until he be taken out of the way does not speak of the church but it could happen at that time but remember now there's already been uh, times times and half times before the middle of the week when the covenant is broke the reason that covenant is broke is because two witnesses has prophesied against uh, the antichrist when the beast sets up the beast out of the earth sets up an image demands that the Jew worshiper not only Jew but all that's on earth to worship him or receive a mark why the they will not worship him. And that's what's going to cause a conflict here on earth. And uh, of course, well, uh, he who now lives will let till he be taken out of the way. The church could leave at that time. Uh, but if it didn't, the church is embedded, the Holy Spirit is embedded in us. There's even to the 144,000 were sealed their tribulation. He could, he could lift the spirit. He, this thing's bugging me. He could lift the spirit from this world and yet give it to a faithful. Are the 144,000, are they to be sealed after this time? I believe so. Is the seal not the seal of the Holy Ghost? They can seal, sure. Seal Is the, the Holy spirit. Ghost not going to fall on 144,000? What was that? Is the Holy Ghost not going to fall on the 144,000? The Holy Ghost won't fall on nobody. He'll give it to them. Uh, he is, not, is, is here, is he not going to give the 144,000 the Holy Ghost? There's a difference in the Holy Ghost falling on you and receiving the Holy Ghost. Huh? When it fell on me, I took the place in. I jerked the brush from the brush armor, brother. 
But I see a lot of folks get the spirit, the Holy Ghost, and didn't do anything, but just laugh a little bit. <laughs> you can receive the spirit. When you speak for the Holy Ghost is poured out, nobody sees it anyway. But it's the 144,000 going to receive the Holy Ghost. The 144,000 will receive the spirit. And in another scripture said they, they'd be named the, with the name in their foreheads. Not only the spirit, but they'd have that name. The name goes with the spirit. They're going to receive it the same way we receive it? Well, they'll get it. They're going to speak in other tongues and the spirit gives the utterance? Well, they could. <laughs> uh, how many okay. questions do you uh, have? One, one more. Uh, chapter 22 and verse 17, you read and you said, And the, the spirit and the, and the bride came... Uh, say come and let him that heareth say come and let him that thirsteth come and whosoever will let him that uh, take the water of life freely and uh, did, did, is that when you are saying would be the the uh, uh, rapture was that when the church is going to come out or no that's that's speaking of now Jesus spoke that out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And that's the more than come and drink. And you this thirsty, you come anytime, right now, this church age. That's right now. Well, sure. And the, we, we, the church, are the bride, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Part of but it. the scripture says, and the spirit and the bride say come. Is the spirit by, uh, begging, you know, is it, is it uh, calling people out of the world or, or is the bride of, uh, is the bride of Christ giving the, the spirit or, or uh, how, how, I don't understand the point there. Just explain. Well, you can understand it with this. When people begin to get hungry and begin to cry and want God to come and settle this thing, brother, the spirit's going to cry, come. Cry, come. And the bride, the bride cries, come, Lord. Now, if that scripture said that, if that scripture said his spirit and the bride say, come. Come from what? Come from where? Go where? Out of trouble. Now, I want you to notice too something in, in, the, in the Revelations 3 and 10 where he said that the church of Philadelphia, that because you kept my name, my word, I'll keep you from the hour of temptation. I want you to notice that, that that was here. And then notice the church of Smyrna. There's a church just as good as the Philadelphia church, but he said that you're going to suffer to death to the dying point, 10 days. So let's don't separate uh, the, the things from trouble. And from, God said he wouldn't put anything on you could bear. But with the temptation, he'd make a way for you to escape. God will not bear us to wrath. He will not bear us to temptation we cannot stand. And maybe the church of Smyrna could stand more than the church of Philadelphia. All right, sir. From California, hello, one, two. Um, unfortunately, the gentleman over there asked my question. But uh, I did enjoy hearing you speak this, this morning, Brother Boffman. Did a very good job. Thank you. Thank you. In the book of Second Thessalonians, in the second chapter, in the seventh verse, 
In your speaking this morning, you made it clear that it was your opinion that the Holy Ghost would lift is he that would be taken out of the way. And I like that. Now, as he stated in his question, if the Holy Ghost leaves and we're still here, do we then have the Holy Ghost? Or what, by what power do we have sin over sin? And uh, by what power will be caught away? And you've already stated that uh, we could still have the Holy Ghost in our lives individually as the redeemed, but the Holy Ghost as a spirit would have left the earth. Now, if this is the case, then are you stating that during this time period that the Holy Ghost, in other words, the door of salvation is closed to others, that we will be here on earth with the Holy Ghost, but we cannot share the gospel with others? No. Now look, this, uh, in, in where I was quoting that from Second Thessalonians, I did not say when we'd be caught out, if you'll notice. But you have, you're already in tribulations. You're already in tribulations even before he's revealed as the Antichrist. This is at the middle of the week when, that, when, the, when the Holy Ghost is lifted. The witnesses have already witnessed. And the Jews turned against their, their false Messiah. You're already in tribulations. And he delivers us out of it. Wouldn't well, it be fair to us? They could have been sealed. They, the 144,000 could have been sealed before, before this time. Then could it be fair to assume that if the spirit of the Holy Ghost is lifted from the earth in the second Thessalonians, second chapter in the seventh verse, that we the church will go, or at least could go with it? Yes. Right. I believe that. All right. I'm Arthur Midkiff from Fordyce, Arkansas. Uh, Brother Boffman, I really enjoyed your sermon quite a bit. Uh, I want to make a sort of a statement, and then I've got a question that doesn't involve it. But there in that Thessalonians, you find Paul speaking about the rapture to the Thessalonians. And he says, he says concerning this, I don't want you to be ignorant. You know, so he says now, uh, he says the days before this comes, he says that uh, there's going to be a falling away and the, son of the, the man of sin is going to be revealed before the, before the rapture. That's what he's talking about in the first verse. He says, but before this happens, before the rapture comes, because they were worried about it. That's why there was such a confusion. He says the man of sin is going to be revealed and said there's going to be a falling away. Now this is my, I want to make this statement. This that will let is time. If you remember, the fullness of time came when Christ was born. So therefore, Satan can't be revealed before his time. Now, it's what I really want to get into. I want to just say this. This is my own personal opinion. But what do you feel and where do you stand on the thousand years of peace or as, as it's called the millennial reign? Can you, where do you put this? Before, after, or where does the millennial reign come in? It's spoken of in the 19th chapter of uh, Revelations. It's after, it's after the coming of the Lord and the settling of the Gentile world powers and the setting up of the reign. They can't hear you. Baby. It's after the tribulation period is over. And he, he speaks in Matthew 25, 31. He said that he would uh, gather 
the nations. In other words, the sheep nations, goat nations are going to be separated. And the millennial reign will set in at that time. It'll take seven months to bury the dead. Seven years to burn all the equipment. And, uh, but the peace on earth has nothing to do with what we're talking about, what my message was. Right. It's, it's after the tribulation of that day. He's a universal leader, pardon me. He's a he's a, he'll be the universal leader of this whole all world. Right. That, all right, now, one more question. If there is a millennial reign, we're raptured. The Jews, uh, according to what I heard yesterday, only they're going to make it in the tribulation. And this is according to somebody else's. Then who is going to rule in that? We're raptured, we're glorified as Christ was. The Jews is going to make it. So therefore, they don't have to worry. Now, what, who is going to be in this peaceful reign? All the rest of them receive the mark. They're lost. And if you're not a Jew, you're not going to make it. So who's going to be there for the devil to be tempted after the thousand years of peace? There'll be literally millions of people going to millennial reign from the tribulation period. Yeah, did you ever thought about how many would be born during the tribulation period? Now, I did not say and will not say that those people are any of them belong to the bride of Christ. Don't believe your reign will reign as kings and priests. Huh? Jesus gave us order in Matthew concerning uh, one over one city, several cities, and place in your place, and we'll judge the twelve tribes of Israel. <coughs> I believe the saints will be judges during the millennial reign. Settle problems. Even even uh, they can fish on the bank of the river and and they'll hear a word from behind him on the right and on the left saying this is the way walk in it they'll hear nothing but Jesus they'll hear nothing but their true Messiah when they look upon him whom they perished they will say Lord God we have waited for him isn't that right so so the million reign is includes and the ones the nations that the goat nations will not come up to Jerusalem to worship he'll withhold rain the seasons then when the devil at the end of the way rain he's loosed out of his pit he goes upon the breath of the earth the bible said he'll pass about Gog and Magog he'll gather up the old communist rebellious nations and come against the holy saints in the holy city and then fire will come down from God out of heaven and devour them and there's where we'll tread upon the ashes of the wicked how you like that <laughs> hold this just a minute now uh, we're going to try to stay pretty close to time period because of the fact that we're we're already run over yeah. <laughs> hold it for the we're trying to keep this close to the time period because we have to stop at three so we're going to permit uh, just I've had a call for a question from up here and there's two here so we'll have these three and then we'll close it We've got a call for a question from here, and we've got two down here. Brother Boffman will be here this afternoon. Will you, brother, be here this afternoon? He'll be back. Uh, he's not going anywhere unless the rapture takes place. All right. Brother Sanders, I'd like to clarify a question with Brother Boffman or maybe one of the other brethren. 
death, so we've been hearing about pre-tribulational rapture. I'd like to ask just one simple question. First of all, the brethren say that the church has got to get out of here before any tribulation or before the great tribulation. Some are saying that the tribulation don't, great tribulation don't start to the mid of the 70th week. The question I want to answer, ask is, the first, Brother Boffman spoke on it, is the rapture and the first resurrection one and the same? I believe there's only one resurrection. It certainly is. Then in the 20th chapter of the book of Revelation, where it spoke, talks about the first resurrection, resurrection, it talks about the saints of God that came through the tribulation, had got the victory over the mark of the beast and his name and his number. And they would be the ones that rode and reigned with him a thousand years. When it looked like that somebody is going to go through the great tribulation if the mark of the beast don't come until the beginning of the tribulation. If not, then the mark of the beast must already be here and have been for some time, right? Well, what is your question? My question was, is the resurrect, first resurrection and the rapture the one and the same? Yes. That's what I believe. Okay. All right, sir. Brother Fuller from uh, uh, Brandon, Mississippi. And I want to uh, ask him uh, just to re-clarify his uh, statement on uh, here in the 14th chapter of Revelation. Uh, it says, uh, No man could learn that song but the 144,000 which were redeemed from the earth. And uh, then you said the saints uh, would know that song too? Or do I, I might have misunderstood you. Yes, sir. The saints will sing the song of the Lamb. And our oh. will join in with them. Well, where do you get that at? 14th chapter there. We're about to the 14th chapter. Third verse. The, the, God said, let every, you know, here it says, no man could learn, learn that song with 144,000. Well, who's singing it? He says, and I looked, you know, and I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Sion, and with him 144,000, having his father's name uh, written in their fore, uh, foreheads. Somebody's singing it. I want you to notice, I want you to notice, it said in the second verse, I heard 44,000 as a name written in the foreheads, and I heard the voice from heaven as the voice of many waters as the voice of a great thunder. Now, these voice of many waters were peoples. Now, you'll find that in Revelation 17, 15. As the voice of great thunder, I heard the voice of a harper's harp with a harp. And they, who? The voice of many waters. The, the great people. They're the ones that sing it. The new song before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders. <coughs> and that's where I brought in that four and twenty elders. Uh, we're not the rapture church. And I heard one of our brother preach that, that is not so. And no man could learn that song but the 144,000, which were indeed from the earth. I know that's what, that's what the uh, scripture says. It says no man could learn that song. No but, man. But the 144,000. 4, that's right. 
I know I, I, I might have misunderstood. I thought you said a while ago. I mean, uh, what? The other, uh, the saints were singing the song too. The saints are the many, many waters. The saints are the people that's that's been redeemed of the earth. They are singing that song of the land of the Lamb. The hundred forty-four thousand is the only one that can join with it. 